Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Very many impactful, important stories that we will cover. Going to try to explain to you how to do the dance Orange Justice, which (laughs) is the hot new dance I was told by my son as I was flossing the other day, and he said, flossing is out, Dad. That is so so earlier this year. Oh, Dad. Really, Dad? Just embarrassing me all the time, Dad. (laughs) Boy, it's funny. Kids, do you really need a new dance? You just got the other new dance. A new dance. Well, I remember, I've never needed a new dance. I remember being younger, and the idea of wearing last year's jeans would just be crazy because right. they had changed. Now, I don't know. I've been the same jeans for 15 years. Do they cover your <laughs> genitals? <laughs> well, that's pretty much the only if, question. If you're 10 and you've had jeans for a year, I've had these jeans for 10% of my life. Absolutely. Sure. Everything like uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So when you get older, if you have something for 10% of your life, it's probably about time to go. Yeah. 
We touched on this story briefly yesterday, the heartwarming tale of a homeless vet who gave his last $20 to help someone else. Um, And it turned out to be a fraud. I'd forgotten some of the gory details. It is absolutely deliciously horrible. We'll get to that this hour. Okay. Uh, plus a, 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 a passel of headlines from the tech world, each worth at least mentioning. Uh, but right now, we need to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. And we'll be just fine. Okay? We're doing all right. Baby, it'll be all right. Look, we're past it. We're out of it, okay? Yay! Yay! I, we did it together. This is surveillance. And these stockpiles of personal data serve only to enrich the companies that collect them. Who owns your data? Basically, whoever factually has the power over it, which is usually the big tech company. But connected together as grateful fellow Americans will never forget the sacrifices made by veterans past and present. And never forget those we lost on 9-11. Heroes like Pete's father. So I'll just say, Pete, never forget. Never forget. Well, she is a Democrat. She's listed as a Democrat. Uh, she's always been a Democrat. Excelsior! You want to go after Trump with a lawsuit? That guy lives for lawsuits. Mod is a weird f***ing straight cat outside. It looks like grandma to f***ing thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> and we are now archiving all of these cow clips of the weeks at the cow pasture on the Armstrong and Getty website, armstrongandgetty.com. Brilliantly, brilliantly named. I'm glad they're archived for future generations, too. Collect them all. Trade with your friends. <laughs> Boy, this week's cow, like so many, and uh, positive Sean, the credit for compiling that with uh, executive producer Hanson, and it's uh, it's one of my favorite things every every week. But um, it, what an epic! What a what a uh, a, a roller coaster of emotion! Yeah, from the dad trying to keep his little girl's courage up as they try not to die in the fire. If we, you're not familiar with that clip, it's one of my favorite clips of the year. That Ooh. is so beautiful oh. and just oh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it is beautiful, but, I mean, you're just at the mercy of luck. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, and your driving skills. And if you spend any time driving in the mountains whatsoever, with perfect visibility, you need to be very, very alert. And it's it's just difficult. So, anyway, yeah, uh, when the worst things happen, the best comes out of a lot of people. Uh, also, uh, let's see, what was I going to say? Oh, and then you got the guy with the, uh, the weird blanket cat <laughs> at the end. Oh, we need that sort of thing. And in the middle, Tim Cook from 60 Minutes. I wish that story got more attention. Mm. I hope Tim Cook gives that same speech on U.S. soil at some point. Yes. Uh, Yes. About privacy and what the other tech companies are doing. The number of the movers, the shakers, the innovators, and gurus, the geniuses of Silicon Valley who are lining up to say, I don't let my kids use social media. My kids don't have a smartphone. No way. The the roster of those people is growing by the day. And <clears throat> it grew recently uh, to include one Bailey Richardson, who was one of the 13 original employees of Instagram. Helped develop it. Probably. She was a believer in it, a lover 
of it as a forum for art and beauty? Probably uh, paid a fair penny to be one of the original 13, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was one of the original 13 when Facebook bought the viral photo sharing app for a billion dollars in 2012. I'll quote her. She and the four others from that small group now say the sense of intimacy, artistry, and discovery that defined early Instagram and led to its success has given way to a celebrity-driven marketplace that is engineered to sap users' time and attention at the cost of their well-being. Other than that, it's great. Well... In the is, it, is there a little bit of you can't have nice things with the Internet? Just I think there is. I think human nature can't handle the Internet. I just think it is it's a worldwide street. And those who would exploit you can walk up to you on that street every single day. And they do through Facebook, through Instagram, through uh, Twitter, through whatever. Um. The description we read the other day, I, I can never remember the guy's name. I have a mental block on it. He's the uh, Buddha-looking guy with the dreadlocks and everything. Um, I quoted him extensively. But he points out all the time, you think you're having an interaction with another person. And you are. But that interaction is being managed and manipulated by a third party who is directing you for their purposes, not yours. Not only is it creepy, but it's damaging in ways you don't understand because they're really, really smart and they make sure you don't understand how it's damaging you. This is a super stupid example, but I'm, I've been writing this text message to my kids in my head. My kids are 25, 23, and 19 years old at this point. Um, about social media and how poisonous it is and, and smartphone addiction and the rest of it. And as always, since they're little kids, I'll tell them, listen, this is my point of view. I want you to think about it. Do what you think is right. Um, and, and they've usually made some pretty good decisions. But um, I lost my train of thought because I, I really, really want to check my Twitter account to see how many likes I have. <laughs> Uh, I did tweet a picture of my giant Costco pie that I was digging into last night. I haven't seen how that played. As I said, I'm going to eat this entire pie. Then I'm going to drive to Costco and get another one and put it between my legs and eat it with my hands on the way home. That was my plan. Wow. Oh, so here's my... (laughs) Failure to plan is planning to fail. Yeah. One of the most insidious things that these social media sites do is they find ways to compel you to use it more and more and more and more. Some of the more you know obvious stupid ones but it it gets adolescence is you have a streak on instagram you've posted 116 days in a row and it's a weird human urge to keep that streak going that streak is meaningless it has zero value it has zero meaning but there's an impulse to keep it going and I play, uh, it's it's essentially Scrabble, words with friends, with a bunch of my friends, with my wife, with my sister, my mom, and we play Scrabble with each other. It's good for your brain, and you get to play people who live miles away. But that app is getting more and more aggressive with utterly idiotic ways to get you to be on it more and more. Hmm. Um, and it's just, it's so obvious and so stupid. And And I'm thinking, look, I'm just playing Scrabble with people I like. But they want you to look at the ads more and more and more. And so they're trying to find any way they can to compel that. They're ham-handed and kind of dumb about it. No offense if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but the super geniuses of the web, Facebook, Instagram, 
the rest of it, Snapchat, um, they're really good at, at getting you to get compulsive about it, which is sick. Um, uh, Ms. Richardson, Bailey Richardson, it says she's out. Uh, three of the early Instagram employees, including Richardson, three of 13, have deleted it permanently or periodically, comparing it to a drug that produces a diminishing high. Um, one of the people said he felt a little embarrassed to tell people he worked there. Um, this is not good libertarian talk, but I'm just throwing it out there because I wonder, at what point is it dangerous enough for society that the government does put limits on it or whatever? I mean, you you can't legally make does, does, alcohol over a certain level. Right, 196 proof. Because it's dangerous for people. If the suicide rate gets high enough, do you decide it's just too dangerous for human beings? It becomes beings? a public health issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wonder. Uh, I have more of these headlines than we can possibly get to today. Big fat piece in the New York Times that was denied uh, thoroughly by Facebook. Delay, deny, and deflect how Facebook's leaders fought through crisis. They're talking about 2017, more than a year after Facebook engineers discovered suspicious Russia-linked activity on its site. An early warning of the Kremlin campaign to disrupt the uh, the American election, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it wasn't the looming disaster at Facebook that angered Ms. Sandberg. It was the social network security chief, Alex Stamos, who had informed company board members the day before that Facebook had yet to contain the Russian infestation. Mr. Stamos' briefing had prompted a humiliating boardroom interrogation of Ms. Sandberg, Facebook's chief operating officer, and her billionaire boss. She appeared to regard the admission as a betrayal. You threw us under the bus! And they go on paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. And this this may shock you, if you're an idiot. Uh, it's all about protecting themselves as opposed to truth-seeking and, and, and doing the right thing. Oh yeah, I, uh, again, I, re- I read smallest shock. Uh, yeah, but I read through that article. the 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 level to which Zuckerberg, um, and uh, the people right beneath him were were just lying about so many things. Right? Is I guess I we shouldn't had be no idea, Senator. We just found out, Senator. And then they have the the transcripts of board meetings a year ago where they were all talking about it at length. Right? He's Senator? just he's just a liar. Oh yeah, he's his uh, anything. You know, it's funny. I saw a big uh, quote from Mark Zuckerberg today. I can't remember what it was about. And, you know, as a guy who served on a couple of juries, I was like, you're you're the defendant who's been caught lying five times already. Why are you still on the stand? Right. Nobody cares what you say. So you got that. Uh, let's see real quickly. I know I had uh, one more. Here's the denial. Sheryl Sandberg to CBS. We absolutely did not pay anyone to create fake news. Uh, one of the allegations in the New York Times is that they got a little fast and loose and creative on uh, stuff that appeared on Facebook. Um, uh, the Times reported that uh, a firm tied to, uh, the firm tried to tie critics of Facebook to George Soros, the billionaire investor and philanthropist, frequent target of conservative uh, conspiracy theories. This in CBS News says conspira- conservative anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Of course. That, that great lie that to be anti-Soros is to be an anti-Semite. All right, how many times do you hear the Koch brothers brought up? Okay. You're allowed to not like the people who give billions to causes you don't like. It doesn't make an anti-Semite, you big, fat, stinking liars. But anyway, they at Facebook were trying to crank up that sort of thing belief 
They're saying, well, no, we, we hired a company and they went out of control. We, we can't believe what they uh, they wrote and posted. Uh, we're as outraged as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the Sandberg and Zuckerberg are trying to claim now about their own PR campaigns. So, you know, it's funny how quickly, well, everything moves, moves fast in Silicon Valley, right? It's funny how quickly the perception of the big tech companies, the big tech innovators, has gone from worshipfulness and gratitude to... Don't turn your back on them. Oh, yeah. Sunshine, happy, cool. Isn't this great for everybody to, uh-oh, watch out. What do you want now? Google, Facebook. Yeah. You see that F? What's your emotional reaction to it? You see that G for Google? How do you react to that? It's changed, hasn't it? As for me. Absolutely. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Boy, speaking of the internet, Jack, I understand you can order Armstrong and Getty gear on there as well. That's awesome. T-shirts, hoodies, all sorts of great swag. Armstrongandgetty.com. A judge ruled in favor of CNN against uh, the Trump White House. If you haven't heard that story yet, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Does Sarah Sanders or President Trump want to get to Jim Acosta in 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 front of him for for the battle now that he has been reinstated? I'm thinking it's a win win for everybody. Or he will never be called on again. Maybe. Yeah, I wonder. A couple more tech headlines before we move on. Japan's new cybersecurity minister, 68 year old Yoshitaka Sakurada. Casually mentioned the other day, he has never used a computer in his life. He's their new cybersecurity minister. <laughs> he has never so much as signed on. <laughs> How'd they choose him, then? That's politics for you. Uh, just a quick headline. We don't really have time to flush it out, but Jeff Bezos said the other day, I predict one day Amazon will fail. Amazon will go bankrupt. Talking about... Uh, the nature of change. Well, Amazon sure. is not too big to fail. In fact, I predict one day Amazon will fail. Well, Amazon will go bankrupt. Well, sure. But, I mean, it could have a 40-year run like Sears. Yeah, it could indeed. Or Kmart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I just appreciate that reminder that nothing is forever. No. You know, especially in terms of, uh, you know, companies. So it was a tale that warmed hearts all around the world. Literally. Global phenomenon. Here's a homeless vet. He's got nothing. He's on the street. He's only got $20 left. But he comes across a young couple who were out of gas and couldn't get home. And he said, you folks need this more than I do. And he gave him that $20, which left him penniless. But so, so beautiful is the human soul. That's what he done. Yeah, except he and the couple all knew each other. They faked the th- whole thing up. They pasted it all on social media. And after the so-called chance encounter, reaped 400 grand on a GoFundMe page. $400,000. Used to exploit these soft-hearted. Who, who are you people that send money to these things? I just would assume that that's going to be, even if it wasn't f- fake, that it's going to be incredibly poorly used by someone. 
Well, you're very, very selfish then. If I want to give to help somebody, there are a number of charities that that, that have it zeroed in, not just a random fund for some people I don't know. Officials say there's virtually nothing left to give back as they blew all the money on luxury items and gambling trips that included a lavish New Year's trip to Las Vegas. So you get that sort of free money by scamming people. And you gamble with it. Together, two dudes and the one girl? Or I don't they know like who a... went on what trip together, but it, they're all in on it. Are they it. a romantic trio? Or? I don't know. Uh, the entire campaign was predicated on a lie, according to the, the New Jersey prosecutor. McClure, that's the homeless dude. Did not, uh, I'm sorry. Is it a crime to, to not be honest in a GoFundMe page? It's fraud. Yes, clearly. Okay. Um, nobody ran out of gas. Nobody spent their last $20 to help anybody. The Florence Township couple had already known him for at least a month before their Paying It Forward campaign went live on November 10th of last year. Um, in fact, it, it appears they recruited him. They uh, they spotted him panhandling by an underpass during their frequent gambling jaunts to Philadelphia's Sugar House Casino. See, I wonder what this means about me psychologically, and it might not be good. It might be a bad thing. But I would never, even if I believed that story at the beginning, I would never send money to their GoFundMe page. I just wouldn't. Well, this this poor little lady ran out of gas along a desolate, litter-strewn stretch of I-95. Pay attention she to She had to hike gauge. in the nearest <laughs> gas station. No, Jack, it was a scary neighborhood in the dark, and I'd never run out of gas before, read the post, and my heart was beating out of my chest. I pulled over as far as I could go, got out of the car. That's when I met Johnny. He told me, get back in the car, lock the doors. A few minutes later, he comes back with a red gas can using his last $20 to make sure I was safe. And people sent them money because of that. 400 girls. Okay, whatever. Do what you want. Almost 15,000 donors. That's something. What's coming up your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, the White House is responding to this morning's Acosta ruling. Of course they are. The folly trolley in California hit by a damaging state audit, but will it die? And Keurig, not just for making coffee anymore. Oh, boy. Can't wait. Is that a bad thing? Why why are you using your ominous voice? You're scaring me. (laughs) How could it be a bad thing? Uh, It's all coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. There were more than 24 hours in the day. Even if there were... So this couple with the homeless guy scamming everybody out of their donation story is a great example of people who are smart enough to commit a crime but not nearly smart enough to get away with it. This gal, uh, one of the the chick who was, well, she was in on it, uh, her friend, uh, her texts have been admitted in court in the prosecution. and She texted, my mother just called me and said that people go to jail for scamming other, others out of money. So there's that. That's what my own mother thinks of me. And then uh, her friend warns her in March, you really need to get Bobbitt, the homeless guy, uh, get rid of him and get the public off your back by donating. He could out you. And she replied, I'll be keeping the rest of the money. F you very much. And Bobbitt was mad because they got, you know, 370 grand after GoFundMe takes its cut. And they only gave the bum 75 grand and they kept the rest and went gambling and buying BMWs and the rest of it. So he was getting mad. That's the problem with a lot of criminals, though. So you got four hundred thousand dollars. You don't. 
instead of being set up for the next however many years, you buy BMWs and go on a big gambling trip, you freaking morons. Right, right, exactly. And then at one point, she texts her friend a couple weeks later, I can't believe we have less than 10000 bucks left. I'm so upset. Yeah, see, your, sh- your short-sighted, impulsive view of the world is why you don't have any money to start with, you idiots. That's that old saying that if you took all the money in the world and divided it equally, it'd end up back in the same hands within a certain amount of time. That's yeah. not completely true, obviously, but it's true for a lot of people. There's some truth to There's it. There's a lot of people. They'd be right back where they started very soon. Um, let's get the news now. Marsha Phillips. Well, the White House wasting no time. They are responding to a federal judge's order to reinstate CNN reporter Jim Acosta's media credential. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders saying the White House will temporarily reinstate Mr. Acosta's credential. She also argued there is no absolute First Amendment right to access at the White House. Sanders noted that rules for coverage of news briefings will be revised and said, quote, there must be decorum at the White House. In ordering uh, Costas' reinstatement, the judge, Timothy Kelly, said broader issues involving First Amendment rights will be deliberated at a later date. Another another gambit that might work for Trump, call on Jim Acosta and then just let him keep asking questions. Don't shut him down this time. And see if the rest of the press corps at some point says, hey, are we going to get to answer any questions? Mm. That could be entertaining. (laughs) Acosta immediately thanking the judge who made the decision. I want to thank all of my colleagues in the press who supported us this week. And I want to thank the judge uh, for the decision he made today. And let's go back to work. There you go. Jim Acosta makes it so easy for the other side to blame the media. (laughs) I don't understand why the media doesn't realize that. He's getting what he wants. They get what they want. Cal Fire is saying that fire crews have contained almost half of that Northern California deadly blaze that razed a town and killed at least 63 people. 630 people still missing. The department said the fire has burned 222 square miles. Meanwhile, it turns out that PG&E is said to have asked federal energy regulators for permission to raise customers' bills over wildfires. In the October filing, the utility... Uh, issued a number of dangers tied to its transmission lines across Northern California, saying they faced a higher risk of wildfires than any other utility. PG&E making that request about a month before the deadly campfire broke out in Butte County. Yeah, well, as Joe keeps saying, they'll be fighting about this in the courts for the rest of our lives. And uh, I'm just looking at various headlines about PG&E profits that I quickly uh, searched on. PG&E profits nearly double after customers' utility bills jumped. <laughs> How does that math work? <laughs> this was from 2017. Uh, let's see. $74 million increase in revenues. I say it again. $100 million in, wow. I, I live in the most... What's the opposite of increment? Uh, second quarter of 2017, their profits were $406 million. What's the opposite of increment? Clement? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, temperate? Sure. I live in the best weather I've ever lived in there in my whole life. My electricity goes out more often than anywhere I've ever lived in my whole life. That would lead me to believe that it's underbuilt at some level. I've lived in places where it's way windier and bigger storms all the time, and the electricity didn't go out as often. Ah, private, uh, private profit and socialized loss. I love it. That's just my experience. 
A state audit is alleging that California's uh, Crony Express is hamstrung by bad decision-making. What's our new name for it? The Folly Trolley? The Folly Trolley, The Brown yes. Doggle? Yeah. The uh, Bull Spit Train? I wish I could just say Pile of S, but <laughs> probably shouldn't say that. Uh, the Fresno Bee's reporting auditory Lane Howell's report says poor contract management is at least partly to blame for delays and cost overruns. The audit claims... That delays in San Joaquin Valley rail construction have been due to a rush to beat a deadline for spending grant money. The hurry-up procedures allegedly got the valley work rolling before planning and land acquisition had been completed. Yeah, they just sprayed the money out of the money out of a hose, and it just went wherever it went because they had to spend it, and it, it raised uh, the cost significantly by hundreds of millions of dollars. Right? It's just it's absolutely insane. Keurig, the company that brought us into the age of single-serve coffee pod machines, is about to debut a machine that makes cocktails called the Drinkworks Home Bar. How lazy am I in this scenario? (laughs) Keurig's teamed up with beer maker Anheuser-Busch. Good news, lazy drunks. (laughs) Keurig's teamed up with beer maker Anheuser-Busch. InBev on the home bar, which can make not only cocktails, but beers and ciders as well. It <sighs> makes beers. Beers. Beers practically. It takes a while. Beer's pretty cheap, too. How about I just buy a beer? It's going to become pre-programmed to make 24 drinks, including classics like a margarita, a cosmopolitan. I get that. The beer seems a little confusing to me. Or Long Island iced tea, as well as craft beers from Bass and Beck's. A bass ale? But yes. you can put it in your refrigerator. Curious. How is this better? I don't get it. Drinks are made using a pod, water, and CO2. Each pod costs between uh, 235 and 399 CO2 cartridges. Uh, so I, I can make a beer at home for $3? <laughs> hey, you get the bar prices with the convenience of home. Isn't that wonderful? Wow. Yes. Win-win. What a stupid idea. <laughs> Anyway, Keurig is uh, giving it a test run in the St. Louis area with uh, pre-orders open only to people who live there. But Only to just hardcore drunks without a car. I can make a Coors beer. It only costs $4 and takes 20 minutes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, Keurig, why don't you uh, swig down a couple of cups of coffee and have another meeting about this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> We brought you a hot dance a couple of years ago, I remember. What dance was it? It was the break your leg, break it now, break it. Oh, the stanky leg. Whip and nae The whip and nae We went through the instructions so you could dance that way if you needed to. Stank, stank, stank. <laughs> My son told me the flossing is out, orange justice is in, we've got a little... Orange t- justice? We've got a little tutorial. Is that Donald Trump's uh, slogan for 2020? <laughs> It's a Secret Service code name. <laughs> We've got a little tutorial to, for you from the internet, so you can do this dance with your, uh, you know, at the clubs or with your kids or whatever. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. all know this move you guys all love it this move is called orange justice the origins of this move are very very confusing 
We don't know if Roy Purdy started it, we don't know if the goth kid started it, and we don't know if the famous orange shirt kid started it. However, that doesn't change the fact that this move is magnificent, and it's awesome. Both magnificent <laughs> and awesome. Wow. The funny thing you realize once you get to a certain point in your life is once you've heard of something, it's no longer cool, right? So, like, flossing. What was it? A couple of weeks ago, the Ohio State marching band did fl- did flossing on the field. Have you seen that video? No. It's awesome. Huh. That, well, the, it, it, one person, all the people, it's not the individuals flossing. They did a formation of a person flossing. Oh, it was great. It's unbelievable. Cool. But anyway, that's, you know, when grandma's become aware of it. And I mentioned flossing to my son. He said, no, Orange Justin Justice is magnificent and awesome. That's what the kids are doing now. Orange Justice, which Sean says is Donald Trump's Secret Service name. <laughs> name. I, I want to know how to do this dance, so we went to one of the many YouTube videos that will explain it. So we will attempt to do it. Follow along. <laughs> you at, will. At home. As a 14-year-old tells us how to dance. Yeah, exactly. Anybody can do this move. Sure. It's so, so easy. Good. All right, Stretching so first, first. <laughs> you're to make sure your legs are spread evenly apart. No problem. Shoulder width. And... The first thing you want to do is you want to cross your arms. Cross your arms. When you first cross your arms, you want to bend your right leg as if it's broken. Ow! What? Like it? All right. So second, after you bend your leg like it's broken, (laughs) you want to come back, open it up again. Open it up. And when you do this, you literally just tilt your legs that way. All right. So the steps after this are very, very simple. It's break your leg, open it up. Break your leg. Gotcha. Open it up. Doing it now. Don't forget that this move, the, the secret to this move, this is, is the to secret. making your movements look erratic. This ah, is, the, this is the important part. No problem. So you want to move your legs any way you can Get to you. make it look crazier. Yeah, so, look crazy. Watch it on the screen there, Joe. You got to ch- oh. the arm movements. So are that's, very that's the break in the leg. I had to break the leg. Okay, there you go. Then when you open it up. And the arm thing is very important. So if you see some of the videos, they really do this thing with the They arm. look very much like the, the flailing inflatable tube man things at like various car dealerships. Oh, right. right? Like, yeah. Yes, right, exactly. that's the perfect example. Yeah, yeah. The dance is like the inflatable things at car dealerships. Or if you were beset by bees. <laughs> I like how in the background this video is mom is sitting down at a computer trying to get stuff done. <laughs> yeah, while her son puts on a tutorial. It is that just, will get 1.2 million views uh, in six absolutely. months. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh look that's, at that. That's, that's Orange Justice right there. That's the whole thing. I could be dance do that. like that if you paid me a million dollars. The entire idea... That a dance gets started somewhere, mm-hmm. gets a name, gets traction. I don't even know how this would happen. Then it goes away. There should be books written about this. I mean, just in I terms would not of read uh, them. in terms <laughs> of uh, like getting an idea started. Sure. How does that even happen? Should you want to be the life of the party and do this very orange crush dance at your Thanksgiving festivities next week? We have the video at ArmstrongandGetty.com. I'll tell you what, good idea. People are getting a little boozed up and everything like that. You got the right crowd. You you break out the orange justice dance. Uh, the book contains was about that very yeah. topic, yeah. as a matter of fact, and there have been others written more recently. And but somebody somewhere did that to a song. Yes. Gave it a name, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Then did it at a club or something, and right. other people, I don't know how it even happens. And the next thing you know, you got, I mean, you can't get more not him well, than my son has heard about it, and they're doing it at school in third grade. What what patient zero of this dance was is under much dispute, as we heard in the earlier clip. But it, much like flossing, it ascended to the popular culture via the video game Fortnite. This is a dance that you can make your character do in the game oh, gotcha. that people are replicating in real life. Gotcha. Oh, how interesting. And then my kid's doing it in school. As I mentioned before, the... Uh, uh, 
A guy I know, he coaches a baseball, Little League Baseball, and he said this year was just every kid was out on the field flossing the whole time. You couldn't get anybody to pay attention. Kids are in the outfield going like this. Oh, oh man. And that's when a ball's hit to him. And it's... Oh, man. I, I showed you the video of Ted Danson learning how to floss from the, from earlier today. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You coached sports. I don't know what you do when they start doing a, craze, a dance craze. <sighs> you know, it's been a while. I, my coaching career is over, decades long, but over now, um... Yeah, I can't even imagine what it's like now. Hey, Marshall, do we have any um, uh, news as to when the next press conference will be where Jim Acosta could actually come face-to-face with either Huckabee or or Trump? I have not seen anything as of yet. All we've heard from is Sarah Sanders, and uh, that's been it so far. I haven't even seen a Trump tweet. Both sides have got to be gearing up for this. I mean, I'm sure they've got a plan of how to handle it. Just don't call on him for weeks and weeks. Although... Jim Acosta has great value for Donald Trump. Oh, sure. He yeah. proves everything Donald Trump right. says about CNN. Yeah, I don't. Meanwhile, his uh, Acosta's acolytes love what he does. Everybody wins. It's a very symbiotic relationship. I think if Acosta, uh, I think if Jim Acosta actually uh, cared about what he believes, he wouldn't be doing this. Because he's playing. I mean, I think Trump's getting the better end of it. You think? I think. Hmm. Um, I can't imagine that the rest of the media... I'm surprised that they supported him the way they do. I would think they'd say, shut up and let me ask a question. I'll bet it was a close call. You think? Yeah. Hey, yo, son. This is Final Thoughts with A&G. I was orange crushing then. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was orange justicing to that. Oh, for you. Act <laughs> like you broke your leg. Right. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to put a nice little bow on the show. It's Marshall Phillips. Marsh, Well, I got to tell you, I'm getting ready for the feasting, and I have vowed to take the plunge and actually cook a turkey for the first time, but I have just found out you can buy Thanksgiving dinner kits. So I may opt for that, or there's always the Indian Casino Buffet. So many choices. Those are pretty good. That's what my parents often do. Positive Sean, final thought? Yes, I will be uh, reverting to my typical, usual weekend default mode, an avid endorsement, but this time I have the excuse, I'm being healthy. Absolutely, it's the smart thing to do. Michael, your final thought for us. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy your family, your friends, be grateful, and tip over the table if you get served tofu. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Jack, do you have a final thought? Well, I tell you, if you can't be grateful during this uh, Thanksgiving season after seeing the videos of all those people with their houses burnt down in their lives, yeah, you're not trying very hard. You like the gratitude gene or something. I'm just thankful that people who enjoy the show can buy Armstrong and Getty merchandise now at <laughs> armstrongandgetty.com. And so we have hoodies, we have sweatshirts, t-shirts, t-shirts. What, what else, Hanson? It ought to be pract- we have ball caps. Ball caps. We- when can we get oven mitts? Working on that. Yeah, I'm I trying need to source them right now. Yeah, yeah, Shoehorns shoe are oh, good. We're working on those. Sure. Or a sock yeah. shovel, as my son calls it. Probably a sock shovel. <laughs> That's funny. Probably ought to have corkscrews at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. Koozies. Before you get your orange justice on. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We got all the clicks we mentioned there. You can email us anytime. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If there's something we ought to be talking about, y'all are great at that. Pass it along. We like to tweet now and then. If something happens, you should follow us on the Twitter. Sure, it's Armstrong and Getty. That was... No, it's at A-N-G show, actually. Whatever. <laughs>
You can God find bless us. America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.